Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Stock Market Today. It's Ali Corman, Justin Nielsen here with a breakdown of the action on Monday, October 16th, where we saw a snapback after Friday's day of weakness. And Justin, today's strength comes despite another spike in the 10-year yield. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely have to talk a little bit about that. Um, and we'll also talk about a few stocks, including Lululemon that got added to the S&P 500, uh, KLA, which is in the semiconductor space. And also we're going to revisit from last week, AeroVironment. Let's do that. But first, let's take a look at the major indexes. The NASDAQ today up 1.2%, followed by the S&P 500 up 1.1%, the Dow up 9 tenths of a percent today, and small caps outperformed with the Russell 2000 up 1.5%. So Justin, what is going on here? It seems like the 10-year yield has been such a notable factor when it comes to how equities are are moving day to day. Is there less of a tie? It seemed like there was today. Yeah. So I, I mean, I, since you started there, let's go ahead and pull up the Zero <laughs> PNX. It's, it's almost like you can't have that context, uh, <laughs> right. you know, in without, today's, without seeing in today's that chart. Sec yeah. session. Yeah. So, so we'll, yeah. We'll, we'll take a look at that. And um, yeah, a, a big, strong day. Now, we're still inside the action that we saw on Thursday. So we haven't, you know, snapped above that. And it's it's funny because this is kind of what the indexes look like to a certain degree too, right? We didn't snap above that Thursday high uh, for the, the NASDAQ either, you know? So that's one of those things that we're really looking at. Mm -hmm. um, of course, on that day, the NASDAQ was down, whereas the 10-year treasury yield was up so much. Um, but yeah, the you know, the, the, the fact that the 10 year treasury was up so much, uh, still inside that Thursday, but not, um, but the indexes were up too, was a little bit of a head scratcher, but it's just one day, right? right. Uh, so you can't make too much of it. Uh, you have to kind of take the overall trend. And what we've seen of the overall trend is that 10 year treasury yield, um, you know, once that started spiking up, you saw the NASDAQ composite uh, get into trouble. And especially uh, the Russell 2000 was hurt a lot more because a lot of those smaller companies, they're a lot more affected by that rise in interest rates because they're the ones that are you know, often using debt a lot more. Uh, when you're an Apple or an Amazon and you're sitting on loads of cash uh, you know, because of your cash flow, uh, it's, it's, a different, it's a different scenario for you. But um, looking at the NASDAQ, as you noted, one of the big things that we just have to worry about right now is that we're really, we haven't really broken that downtrend quite yet. We're hitting our head on 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 the top there, uh, getting turned away, and uh, the 50-day moving average line is also right there. We're, we're right on there. So this is an inflection point. We really kind of need to see how the index acts right here. Does it break above that line with some gusto, or do we keep on getting turned away? In which case, that just means that we probably need a little bit more time. Uh, so in the same way, you want to be a little bit cautious of getting too heavily invested uh, too quickly, because if we do turn the other way, you could find yourself on the wrong side of this market very quickly. Um, notable today is that there were a lot of stocks that were with some strong, strong up moves, but the NASDAQ composite, this was an inside day. What is an inside day? It means that the high was lower than the previous day's high and the low was higher than the previous day's low. So all of the action today was basically inside all of the action of Friday. So it didn't make any new high ground 
or new low ground from yesterday. Um, and that just doesn't really tell you too much. Um, so it's nice that we had a good good day. It's nice that we ended at the top of the range. It's nice that volume was coming in a little bit higher. It was a lower volume day on Friday, uh, which means that we avoided distribution. So all of that is good, but again, we just need a little bit more oomph to really give us some conviction that this market uh, can, can make a move here. Right. And it does seem like on Friday, the market was reacting to Mideast war fears. So I guess the one thing that you could say about today is that we didn't see a continuation of the weakness, but now right. we want to see more signals of a confirmation of that strength. Yeah. And it's not like everything got resolved in the Mideast, right? I think there was just a little bit of nervousness heading into the weekend as to what could happen. Um, the fact that, you know, that, that those fears were kind of allayed by nothing, you know, uh, escalating necessarily, um, you know, that that was a big thing. Uh, but remember, you know, the, that surprise attack happened and it was amazing how the reaction on Monday, while at first uh, starting off poorly, it rallied by the end. So it really kind of discounted a lot of what was going on in the Mideast. Um, so Again, that that could be a factor, but it's one of those things that it's going to be a day by day thing. Um, overall, it's not so much what's happening on the global geopolitical scale or even sometimes the economic scale, because remember, the market does look forward uh, out you know, months at a time. And so a lot of times it's that that it's looking at. Um, and you know, it can be discounting a lot of things that are happening in the present day uh, headlines and all of those things. Well said, Justin. Let's also quickly take a look at QQQ and QQEW. Here's a look at QQQ, which tracks the NASDAQ 100 up 1.1% today. QQEW, the equal weighted ETF here, having a bit stronger of a day up almost 1.3%. So perhaps a little bit of market breadth going on underneath the surface, Justin? Yeah, I was looking and it, it looked like the NASDAQ um, at my last check was about a two to one. Um, you know, oh, you know what? It, it came in a little bit at the end there. So a little bit under two to one um, and a little bit under three to one for the New York Stock Exchange. It was, in terms of it was winners to losers? Winners to losers. Exactly. Yeah. We've, we've been kind of going the other way, right? <laughs> losers to winners lately. And the numbers have been a lot more in favor of those losers. I mean, we're talking five to one, six to one or more. So it was nice to see that shift. Um, you know, and again, a little bit under the two to one for the NASDAQ under two, three to one for the NYSE. Um, but, you know, that's still respectable. It was nice to see that the QQEW was actually stronger than QQQ. But you also notice that QQEW is solidly below that 50-day moving average line, um, whereas QQQ has already gotten mm -hmm. above it and has been, you know, for the most part, staying above it for the last few days, uh, except for Friday. So uh, very different looks from those. You know, while we're talking about the equal weighted, let's also look at S&P 500, um, which, you know, that has a little bit more room to go versus, um, you know, getting above its 50 day moving average line. It's right there, but it's tightened up, whereas the RSP really, you know, has a lot more distance to go, uh, you know, and it's also below its 200 day moving mm -hmm. average line. So a very different look on the RSP, the equal weighted S&P 500. But it did outperform today. It so, did outperform the, the the spy today, yes. Yeah. 
Let's see if it can keep it up. Okay, let's take a look at some of the sector action. Here's a look at SMH up 1.2% right around the 50-day line, Justin. And the two best sector performers today in terms of the select sector spider ETFs, XLC and XLY. So here's a look at XLC. You've spoken previously about the big weightings in certain Mag yes. uh, I was going to say Magic 7, but Magnificent 7 <laughs> stocks here, Justin, and the CTF of 1.5% today. Yeah. So, you know, XLC is both uh, Meta and Alphabet. And, you yeah. know, that, that's basically a 50% weight. And both of those are remaining above their 50-day moving average line, which is why XLC is above its 50-day uh, moving average line. Um, you know, these are of of the magnificent seven, I would argue that Meta and uh, Alphabet are probably yeah. the two strongest right now. Um, if we did look at XLK, uh, which we were talking about on IBD Live, that has Apple and Microsoft as its two big components. You know, forty percent weight over forty percent weight for those two. Um, you know, and then also uh, we were talking about XLY, uh, which has Amazon and Tesla as mm. its two big. Um, big components, you know, so those are over 40% for uh, the XLY. And, and you can see that XLY has a little bit more uh, room to go. And, you know, if you look at Amazon, which yeah. is a, a big component, right. um, it's, you know, that's still below its 50-day moving average line. Um, but it's notable that all 11 sector spider ETFs were positive today. The lowest performing was, I think, XLE, um, and that was still up a solid, you know, seven-tenths of a percent. Yeah. Well, that's good. We want uh, everything swimming in the same direction, right? right. Yeah, ideally. And it's it's okay <laughs> if not everything, you know, like, for example, if staples aren't doing that great or, you know, utilities, uh, utilities yeah. and, the, you know, industrials, you know, and in favor of growth. But right. growth was definitely strong today. But look, the industrials, those were uh, those were up there. They were up over a percent and uh, XLRE was up over a percent, XLF up over a percent. So, um, you know, you, you did have a lot of those uh, beaten down areas that were participating a little bit more uh, in addition to XLP and XLU. So uh, yeah, very, very broad based uh, today in terms of the sector spiders. Great. Well, let's take a look at a couple of individual names to watch. Here's a look at Lululemon, which strengthened throughout the day, closing yeah. up more than 10%. Heavy volume here, but we have the news that this is joining the S&P 500 on Wednesday morning. So seeing a breakout fueled by that news. Yeah. So uh, a lot of times when, you know, you have the announcement that comes out and then you actually have the um, the shifting, you know, so mm -hmm. Activision, uh, I mean, gosh, it seems like that acquisition was going on forever. You know, I feel like it was, mm -hmm. what was that, the 90s that they got acquired? I'm not sure. <laughs> no. uh, but by the time the regulations, right. and, you know, regulatory uh, approvals came while. through, uh, it did take a while, but now it has been absorbed into Microsoft. So mm -hmm. that left a spot open on the S&P 500 and Lulu is going to be the one that takes that. Um, so up a, a, a solid 10% today, uh, as you mentioned, a lot of volume because there's a lot of ETFs, mutual funds that index versus the S&P 500, and they they have to buy that now. So right. uh, a lot of piling in, and that's that's what that volume is. But this was already doing fairly well. So mm -hmm. this was among the real retail stocks, one of the uh, better performers. The relative strength has been holding up there, and this was a breakout. Now with an er you know with an earnings gap, you know we're often talking about how sometimes it's a good idea to wait, see how it handles itself, because 
hey, can it support itself at that valuation? Well, this wasn't earnings fuel. This was just basically, hey, a lot of people had to buy it because it's now a part of that index. So um, I think I'm a little bit more hesitant to just, you know, go out and buy it off of something that isn't value related. Right. Um, but I don't want to ignore this chart. I think this is something that you have to watch because this was a breakout. It was getting over these resistance levels. And that relative strength line is very compelling. Um, you know, I mean, granted, today it's going basically, you know, in the 12 o'clock position. Um, but, you know, we, we should see how this handles itself, if it can kind of sustain um, sustain itself at this higher price point above 400. Mm -hmm. That would be great to see. And, yeah, a lot of prior resistance at that 400 level going back a couple of years. So if it can make a new home above that level, right. could be uh, leading to further upside for this. And it's worth noting that two of the recent additions to the S&P 500 include BX Blackstone. Um, you know, that announcement came out, I think, on the 5th. Uh, right after Labor Day. So you see a, a, a spike in volume there and then a big spike, but not much price movement when it actually got added to the S&P 500. I think, I think it was that day, um, but that might've been the options uh, uh, triple witching. Um, same thing for Airbnb. You'll notice when the announcement happened there, um, that was, you know, a lot of volume as it, you know, spiked up 7% on the 5th of September. That was the announcement. And I think uh, it had the same, um, you know, addition on the 15th. So it doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, it has to continue going up. Um, so you're really going to want to watch the price action on Lululemon. Yeah. Wise words there. Let's take a look at KLAC. This is in the Sunny Equipment Group, now ranked 13 out of the 197 groups that IEBD tracks and some improvement in this group ranking as of late, Justin, right? Yeah, a, a nice improvement. It's it's up in that, you know, top echelon. And, you know, there were a number of stocks that were looking very interesting on Thursday. KLAC, um, you also had LRCX, um, you had AMAT, you know, so a number of the semiconductor space was looking very interesting, getting above those 50-day moving average lines. Now, Friday, they got whacked along with everything else. But I think KLAC really held its ground very well. It didn't go back underneath the 50-day moving average line, whereas a lot of other stocks did. Um, you know, today's action, this is something that I saw a lot of. You know, I mean, it was up a solid amount, but it was still an inside day. Mm -hmm. So I think for a lot of stocks and for the indexes, we're really looking at Thursday's high as a as a mark. You know, can it get above that as a as an early mark? Um, that's also going to coincide with the you know the 50 day moving average line for a lot of these stocks. Um, but that's short term. Uh, that's what I'm looking at. I'm looking at that Thursday high for a lot of stocks, uh, mm -hmm. including KLAC. I also like the look of the weekly chart here. It gives yeah. you a different perspective. So we see a cup base forming here and uh, a lot of uh, interest at that round number at uh, 500 also have a blue dot. So that's notable too. nine days until earnings. So Justin, maybe this is one that ideally just settles down around here, holds above yeah. the 50 day, you know, like a coil just tightening up and then hopefully earnings could be that catalyst to help it spring higher. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm glad you brought up this weekly chart because normally I like to see um, the base that's most recent tighter than the previous base. And that's not the case here. But at 15%, this is still pretty tight. So I'm going to give this one a pass for being looser than the 10% flat base um, because, you know, look, 15% is still pretty tight, especially considering how 
how much a lot of other stocks got hit uh, during this time. So the fact that it still is in that uh, 15% range, I think is pretty good. Yeah. And last but not least, circling back to AeroVironment in the Aerospace Defense Group, they make drones and the stock up 3.4% today, following up on a gain on Friday. Now, last Monday, in reaction to the Mideast war news, this one did get a pop, but it pulled back. Now, Justin, it does look like it's clearing a lot of the trading action from that uh, post-earnings gap up. Yeah. And uh, this is one of the things we were talking about on Monday that we kind of needed just a little bit more, right? It was a setup, something to watch. And the fact that it came in those next few days, I think, you know, kind of told you, okay, it's not ready yet. But Friday and today, I think is kind of showing you a different picture. And if we look at the weekly chart here, it's also important to note how tight it got um, right after that big earnings gap. Three weeks tight right there. Now it did undercut, but it got support right there at the 10 week moving average line. And now we're kind of clearing that area of tightness. So uh, I would say that this is a potential early entry here. Um, you could wait for it to get, you know, back above the the highs of a you know a few weeks ago, back above 120. But I think this this does offer you an early entry right here. Mm -hmm. And uh, mid-month, about a month ago, actually, it acquired a company with AI-enabled robotic control systems. And I am not an aerospace and defense expert, Justin, but if you put AI and robotics uh, <laughs> yeah. together, coupled with, I think, the fact that drones being used so yeah. much in modern day warfare, and we know in Gaza, there's all of these tunnel systems, and so they may need some of these drones. And I'm going to go on a quick tangent. Uh, back when drones really started becoming kind of the hot thing at the Consumer Electronics Show in 2016, 2017, uh, we did a feature that included Air Environment, and they have a facility in the Valley. So a uh, fellow reporter and I drove out there, went to their facilities, saw uh, some of their uh, drones. There was one room where they only let us shoot video from really far away because of the intellectual property. They didn't want us to get too close to, uh, you know, so enemies wouldn't see the trade secrets, but they even had a drone, Justin, that looked like a bird. It oh, looks wow. like a little baby bird. So there's some incredible stuff going on that I uh, think is uh, in our environment is involved with. So yeah. just one little tidbit there. Yeah. And, and, you know, look, it's, it's, it's no surprise that, you know, when the Ukraine uh, Russia conflict came, came about, if you go back to that weekly chart, um, you can kind of see where uh, AeroVironment really had a nice pop. Now, a lot of these defense names didn't end up going anywhere. We, we right. really thought that they would after that Russia Ukraine thing, especially since so many countries were saying that they were going to up their defense spending, um, you know, a lot of the NATO countries. Um, and, you know, a lot of those defense names really didn't go anywhere. Uh, so just because you have a conflict, you have something doesn't mean it's going to lead to further growth here. But mm -hmm. right now we, we are seeing an actionable pattern. And so that's that's what we're kind of keying off of right now. Yes. And as you mentioned, there are some interesting things going on. You're using the buzzword AI, which that's 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 what a lot of companies <laughs> are doing right now. Right. You just put that AI in your uh, in your description and that that helps quite a bit. Yeah. Pattern and story together yeah. can uh, be potentially powerful, but risk management at the end of the day. 
All right. Thank you so much, Justin. And thanks everyone for tuning in. That is it for today's show, but we will be back with more tomorrow morning on IBD Live. And we hope you join us, investors.com slash IBD Live for all the details on that. We'll see you there. And we'll also see you right back here tomorrow at the close. This show is for informational and educational purposes only, and nothing should be construed as a recommendation to buy, hold, or sell any securities. Any securities and investment strategies discussed may not be suitable for all investors. Make sure to consider consulting with your financial advisor before making investment decisions.